Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. My friend, how are you doing today? It is so beautiful here in California. So here's the thing. (laughs) This may really irritate a bunch of people. I know people are leaving the state of California, and yes, costs are rising and so on and so forth, and we paid income tax. I consider the tax that I pay is the sunshine tax. I look outside and it is a gorgeous day in February and it's sunny. The fields are green. It's just one of my favorite things. So I love it. I hopefully will never live in the snow because I don't have a whole lot of capacity for that. Don't understand it. And yes, it's a skill I can learn, but I really don't like the cold. I can deal with the hot now, but don't like the cold and Davis is about as cold as I can do. Okay. Okay. So today we are going to talk about getting other people to believe in you. Hmm. Where do you think I'm going with this? I wonder getting other people to believe in you. The irony is we are taught, we are culturally programmed in our lives to value other people's opinions, right? Especially as females and growing up and what does your teacher think of you? What does your coach think of you? And I often say this to my parents because they'll say, oh, well, I want my child to swim hard for their coach. I want my child to please their coach. And I always will step in and say, it's really about their child learning to believe in themselves. It's about your child pleasing themselves. It's about your child being proud of themselves. It's not about being responsible for our feelings and or what we think of them. And so we are taught this way, right? In our culture, what do other people think? We think, oh, if they can believe in me, then I can finally have the permission to believe in myself. Here's the thing, my friend, we've got it all backwards. It's not about other people believing in you. So then you can therefore believe in yourself. That's the hustle to worthiness. That's the approval whoring that we've been brought up to believe. Instead, we need to believe in ourselves. And that is, I believe, my work to do in this world, living it, (laughs) going through the transition myself, and then teaching my clients and working with the monsters to cultivate this. Because here's the thing. The problem with this is the cost is so high. It takes a ton of energy. It is draining. And here's the other side for those of us who don't like uncertainty. We aren't even sure if it's going to work when we sell ourselves out or that once we do do that and we play by those rules, that the bar won't change, right? The rules of the game won't change. Have you experienced that? It's like, oh, if I do this, this, and this, then you'll believe in me, but let me establish a new bar. It's like Cinderella's story. I love that fairy tale because she had to clean and do X and then she could create her own dress. Oh, but it got shredded and ruined. And oh, by the way, you have more stuff to do. So you can't go to the ball tonight. That is the hamster wheel that we can be a part of. So instead, what if you spent that energy on approval whoring, on hustling for other people's to believe in you? What if you spent that energy that you do on others and instead spent it on believing in yourself? 
and I know this because I've lived it in my own life, you know, I didn't believe in myself. And I would used to lean really hard growing up as an athlete, you know, in college and my younger years, I would lean really hard on those who did believe in me. And here's the problem with that. Not only was I like leaning hard to like, kind of like be that energy vampire and take that belief from them and try to put it on, but it didn't really stick, but I exhausted them and I couldn't accept their belief in me. I wasn't good at receiving it, but I was there constantly sucking at it, like pulling on it. And what would they give it to me? And they'd say, no, Corinne, yes, it's totally possible for you to achieve this in swimming, or it's totally possible for you to do this. I'd be like, but really, you think so? That's not true. Not me. And I give them all these objections that then they would have to like overcome to prove to me that I could actually do what it was that I was trying to do, but didn't believe I could do. It's exhausting, right? Because I would discount them and ignore them. They'd be like, why am I spending this time here? This is a broken record. But I would keep going back for more and more validation. I just wanted to be able to see myself the way they saw me. But here's the thing is that I can't take their belief and I had to be able to do it from within. I couldn't do it from the outside. And eventually what happened with that is that they stopped telling me that they believed in me. I remember this happened when I was growing up as a swimmer, like, oh, you're going to do this. You're going to achieve this, right? There were all these big dreams for me. And I was like, really? Not me. I'm a loser from loser street. I didn't even have those words that I felt. I just didn't really understand the voice to that feeling back then. And then what happened was they stopped. They stopped telling me. And so I made that mean, oh, see, I'm not worth believing in me. It's not going to be possible. It's not possible for me. And I started to create that reality because the reality was they stopped saying what I clearly couldn't receive. It took me years to start believing in myself. And when I did everything, and I mean, everything shifted. I no longer needed to lean so hard on people that believed in me. And I was able to receive their beliefs. It's nice. Like I think when people believe in you, it's kind of like an ice cream or really delicious chocolate chip cookie or whatever your go-to, like, you know, whatever your desire is, right? Really good piece of chocolate. It's yummy. It's delicious, but it's not something that you need to eat to sustain you. It's yummy. When somebody believes in you, gosh, it's really helpful, especially on those days where you may be struggling, but it's not going to sustain. It's not going to fuel you over time. So when I learned how to believe in me, that became the pivoting point because I believed in me and I stopped leaning hard on people, but I was also able to receive their beliefs because here's the thing. I knew it was true. My friend, this is where it begins. While it's nice to surround yourself with others who believe in you, it's even more empowering to believe in yourself. Leaning on others is helpful on tough days. Believing in yourself is that thing that you can be rooted in every day. I go back to swimming a lot because I think about that was my journey on learning how to believe in myself. And again, when I was that 13, 14 year old girl who all of a sudden was like, whoa, what do you mean I could be really fast? Even though I had been a fast age group swimmer, that's not possible for me. That's for other people. And then I lost hope that ability to believe in something better. I lost it. I didn't have that resilience. And part of me thought about quitting, but that wouldn't make sense because what else was I going to do at that time? 
Plus there's cute boys in swimming and they wear Speedos. Like, what was I thinking? You know, I don't like soccer. I'd be running around and I didn't like to run. I didn't like to sweat and there'd be no cute boys. So why would I do that? So I stuck in swimming, thank goodness. And it took me a long time. And I remember my freshman year, we went to nationals and two of my friends that I grew up with both became national champs. And I was like, really? We both came from that same pool. Like, how is that possible for them? How did they do that? What's so special? And it started opening my brain up to another possibility. And I was like, hmm. And I remember there was a coach on staff and he was like, Corinne, you can become a national champ. And I was like, I don't know what you're thinking. I didn't even make finals. We made finals in the 800 freestyle relay because there were eight teams that qualified. So that for sure was an All-American, but that's because there were eight teams that qualified for that race. So I was like, I, I, don't, I don't know, right? And here's the thing that's really, really important. When you dream about something, when your heart desires something and you can do it without being graspy, where you start to think about it and you envision it and then you do the work. Like I went to practice, I trained, I put in the time, you know, not every practice was amazing, but I committed to it. I kept doing it, I kept showing back up, right? Good days, bad days, I showed up. And I kept going and made nationals. And I remember going to nationals and my goal was I want to make finals. I want to go top eight. And I did, you know, and I think I ended up third that year. And I was like, huh, that girl who couldn't final last year, she just went third. And I like to swim and swimming fast is fun, right? Notice all the resistance, the there's not a whole lot of celebration. It's like, really, this is possible? Giving myself permission to receive my own success that I created for myself. That was hard, but I was learning to believe in myself. It's like, wow, look at what I created because it was me. Granted, I had coaches and I had teammates and people supporting me, my parents, but it was me being brave up on that block and in the water to be able to execute the results that I did. And I had that coach chirping in my ear, Corinne, national title. He believed in me way long before I could believe in myself. And while we may think we want other people to believe in ourselves, it also can be perceived as a burden. It's like, oh no, what if I let them down? What if it's not as possible for me? Or there's the imposter syndrome or thinking you're a fraud. So it is nice to have people that believe in you. And in this situation, I was really fortunate because I had people believe in me but it really took me believing in me. And there were many steps along the way. So my freshman year in college, I didn't believe in me to be able to do it. And this coach was chirping in my ear. My sophomore year, he convinced me to swim the mile as an additional event. It was another event I qualified for my fourth event. And he's like, you can score points in this. And I'm like, oh, okay. So the mile, for those of you that are non-swimmers, it's the longest race that we have in the sport of swimming depending on how fast you are. It's like, I don't even know what a good woman's time is anymore, but under 20 minutes, probably around 16 minutes, 17 minutes. It's a long race. And for those of you that might run the marathon, you think really that's not that long. In swimming, it's a long race. We have races that are 22 seconds. So it's the longest race and it's 66 lengths of the pool. And a length is one lap, which is 25 yards. And so 66 laps. So you're in this painful state for quite a bit of time. (laughs) So I am in lane eight, swimming in this race. He's on the side of the pool. And in our distance events, often coaches will do this and they'll start to tell you when to go or when you're doing well. And no joke on lap three, he tells me to go faster 
on lap three, people, there's still 63 more laps. I was like, oh my gosh, this was intense. So I think I got 15th that year. No, 16th, maybe. I scored like one or two points. And I thought, there has got to be a better way for me to score more points for my team than to do that race. So the next year I picked the 400 IM, which I think I got third or six. I can't remember. But so I did, I scored a lot more points and my race was significantly less time. It was like in the four minutes, four and a half minutes, somewhere around there. Anyways, I had people that believed in me, but it wasn't until I could really believe in myself that I could create the change. And the problem with needing other people to believe in you is that then you're always seeking that out. You're looking at that. And then if they don't respond in the manner that you believe that they quote should, not a word that I like to use, but if you have a script for them of how they're supposed to respond, how they're supposed to act, what you need in order to believe in yourself, you're now dependent on them. So while I had coaches who believed in me and had this possibility, it wasn't until I believed in me. And that comes from internal work. And for me, it was the slow and steady of like, oh, here was what I didn't believe was possible. I didn't believe it was possible to swim at night, make finals. And then I did. And I scored points in an event that I didn't really like. And I decided, notice this, I decided there had to be a better way. There had to be a better event to add to my group of events that I swam. So let's break this down. So I'm a 12 or 13 year old girl, no confidence in myself. I start to realize like, oh, people think they have this expectation. They believe in me. I created a belief from other people as an expectation. And then it could be a burden. They believe in me. Why can't I get it done? But I thought it was them needing to believe in me to be able to create it. And it wasn't working. So then I became hopeless. I gave up on believing me, didn't quit the sport. Thank goodness to cute boys and speedos kept going. And then it was when I made the decision that I wanted to be good. I wanted to accomplish my goals. I wanted to achieve a certain level in swimming. And with that focus and commitment, I achieved it. And when I got to college, I had these goals of going to the NC2As for division two nationals and doing that. And I knew like, oh, I can make this, but I didn't believe in myself that I could make it into finals. And then like I used to talk about on the show of the windows of possibility, if this is possible for them, what if it's possible for you? My two friends, my freshman year who won national titles, I was like, wait a second. We came from the same town. We came from the same team. If it's possible for them, hmm. And I went to there and I had some shame, obviously. And then over time it became this, but why not me? It took a couple more years. It wasn't until I was a junior and I held on to that and I really wanted it. And I did the work to train it. And I struggled with believing in myself and I was committed to believing in myself. And that's the truth of it. But it was really, it came down to me believing in me. And again, whether it was in my swimming career, whether it was in building programs that I've built, building communities, building businesses, it always has come back to me believing in me. And yes, I often, often want to delegate that responsibility to somebody else. Like, can't you just believe in me? But really me believing in me is my full-time job. It's really up to me to believe in myself. And so by the time I was a junior in college, I had this goal that I wouldn't share with anybody, that I want to become a national champion. And sure, I had that coach who was always in my ear saying, this is what's possible. 
I tried to believe it and I did the work and I did the sets at practice and I go back and I look at the national rankings and there are these women from North Dakota that were ahead of me and I go back and I do the work and I struggle with my own doubt and then I feel really good and I believed in myself and it was this up and down motion for five months, six months of the collegiate season and had a great conference and I was like, okay, I could do this. And then I go to nationals and I get really anxious and nervous. And then here's the truth. Because oftentimes we think of success and like, oh, it just came so easily. Here's the truth. In that race, that's not longer than two minutes. I jabbered so much in my brain. I wouldn't quit, (laughs) which is often the case when I'm feeling vulnerable. I wanted to give up. I wasn't going to stop the race, but I thought, hey, I can do this next year. I'm a junior. I can do this next year. Don't worry about it. It's okay, Corinne. Like I was ready to give up. And on lap five, I pushed off the wall and I went, screw that. I'm here right now. Give it your best shot and see what happens. And I won by seven one hundreds. And I swam, that was 1993. So that was before like, you know, phones and all these video recording devices. So I'll never see my race. But I just remember being so proud and thankfully it's like, oh, I got it done. I believed in myself. And that my friend is the most important thing. Winning doesn't change my life. Didn't make me more worthy. It didn't roll out the red carpet where I got the crown put on my head. None of that. But winning was I had a goal. I went through the ups and the downs. I stayed committed. I wanted to give up even during the duration of the race. And you're really not supposed to think during the race, but I was so in my head, which is often the case in my brain. And I wanted to give up and I didn't. And I kept going and I kept going and I committed and I got my hand on the wall. And what I've had to learn how to do since I was, I guess I was 20 years old at that time is to learn how to believe in myself. And here's the thing. I was a recovering approval whore, right? Other people's opinions really, really mattered. If they believed it in me, then I could just kind of siphon off their belief and it would just kind of roll over me magically. (laughs) Fairy godmother, really. But that's not how it works. I had to internalize it. I had to believe in it. I had to be willing to risk not getting the outcome that I wanted. And in that race, there was risk and I wanted to give up. I wanted to just say, forget it. And I can tell you this, that when I'm coaching kids swimming and I watch that and you, we can watch that moment in the race where they have that conversation with themselves and they just start to shut down and they finish the race and it's so painful and they feel all that pain of pushing their body and, you know, tapping into the energy and challenging their body. And then they're so disappointed in themselves and there's so much pain. And what the kids, when they start to realize that when they swim fast and they achieve their goals, it's a magical because the pain goes away. They've pushed their body harder. They've obtained a better result, but they're so happy and they're so proud of themselves and they're so excited that that pain actually goes away. But when they give up on themselves and they don't achieve the goal that they wanted to, not because they weren't capable of it, but because they know mentally they gave up on themselves. The pain is so great. So those seven one hundreds, so interesting, those seven one hundreds represented so much because I could have given up on myself. I could have not believed in myself, but instead I chose me. 
I chose to believe in myself. I chose to let go of the outcome and do the best that I could. I can even see the competitors. I mean, just out of the periphery, seven one hundreds were pretty much neck and neck, but I touched the wall and I started to learn in that moment how to believe in myself. And I've had to go back and practice and practice and practice. And just like in that race, there are times that absolutely I want to quit. I want to give up. And then I remind myself, it's my job to believe in me. And sometimes there'll be things that I'll be doing and it's really vulnerable and we want validation and we want people to believe in us because then it's like, oh, see, you're making the right decision, which is just another way to say you're doing it perfectly, which we want to get rid of perfection because it's the birthplace to shame. How about you take that energy and that time and focus on you believing in you, you believing in you? Because my friend, you're the only one who can ultimately control what you believe about yourself. You can't control what other people believe about you, but you can control what you believe about you. And so what that means is, yes, it sounds so simple. And yes, it's so complicated to execute is you decide you are going to believe in yourself. You decide, believe in yourself. And with that, there comes the messiness. There comes the falling down moments. There comes the moments of wanting to quit. But I invite you to choose you and believe in yourself and to let go of trying to get other people to believe in you. That is freedom. That, my friend, is empowerment. So I want you to spend time believing in you versus spending time trying to get other people to believe in you. You believe in you, not a lie, right? Not a lie, but a truth. Really believe in you. My believing in me while I was 20, it was really more of an eight-year process. Because when I was younger, I just dove in, would swim, did the stroke I was supposed to, and then stop and get out and get my times and go talk to my coach. Like there was nothing. And then for a while there, I so tied my worthiness to these outcomes that I stopped believing in myself. Or maybe I stopped believing myself and tied the outcomes to my worthiness, chicken versus the egg, who knows? So I had to learn how to believe in myself and I'm continuously practicing believing in myself. Is there doubt? Absolutely. You know, do I sometimes get concerned about things? Absolutely. Do I check in? Yes. And the greatest way to check in is compassionately. And here are two great questions you can ask yourself. What did I do well? And what can be improved? So compassion doesn't mean, oh, it's okay. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Compassion has boundaries. What did I do well? What can be improved? Because no matter how successful you are, no matter how great your achievements, there is always room for improvement, my friend. It's our way of striving for excellence versus hustling for your worthiness. Hustling for worthiness is tied to approval whoring. And it's like, oh, see if I can get this, if I can get them to do this, then I'm going to finally be worthy. You are already worthy right now. And you want to challenge yourself and grow and see what you are capable of. And it's so fun to blow your mind and to do that. Like, think about me, the little girl who thought she was a loser from loser street, who thought the world was against her, who at 20 years old became a national champion at the NC2As in division two. It was like, wow, I won something, right? And if that was possible for me to be able to go through my own transformation, 
my friend, what is possible for you? So I invite you as I close out the show to take the energy and the brain juice you use to trying to get other people to believe in you and instead use it for you believing in you because you're the only person that you can control what you believe. Instead of control, I actually like to use the word, you're the only one that can actually manage what you believe in your mind, what you believe. And it comes down from creating awareness. What are all the stories? What's all the drama in your brain? Allowing yourself the space to dream. What is it you want? And sure, some of it's going to be unrealistic, but dream, right? Always manage risk, nothing of doing any harm, but dream. And then it's up to you to implement, write it down, talk to yourself, write about it, talk to yourself, go out and practice, take action, repeat, repeat, repeat. And you will blow your mind at your ability to believe in yourself. And yes, I believe in you and your ability to believe in yourself. And here's the thing. If you struggle with this still, don't worry. I've got just the thing for you and it's free. It's on my website. There's a link in the show notes. Go and sign up and get the mindset practice workbook. Do the declutters. Let all those crappy thoughts out. Become aware of what are the beliefs that you have and how does that affect how you feel and how you act? And then what do you want to choose to believe about yourself? What is really true? I didn't go from not making, you know, not making finals individually my freshman year to becoming the national champ the next year. I had obstacles I had to overcome, but I took steps along the way and I believed in myself. And that's what I'm asking you to do. And when I'm saying write it down, write down what you believe about yourself write down, I believe in me. I believe in my ability to do hard things. I believe in my ability to learn. I believe in my ability to grow. I'm choosing to believe in me. Write it down. Talk to yourself in that way. Repeat it over and over and over again. And what happens when you do that is it becomes in your bones. It becomes absolutely in your bones. We had this little girl when she was seven and she wasn't a strong swimmer. And she'd spent the summer doing our little monsters program, which is our preteen program. And I really wanted her to keep going to keep the momentum going because swimming's a perishable skill. And so her mom and I are talking. And I said, well, let's bring her, bring her the next day and let's try her out. I can't promise she'll make it. And I don't ever like to do that because I never want kids to have shame about not doing because I believe swimming's learnable. But I said, let's bring her the next day and let's evaluate her and see if she can handle being in this bigger environment with much less support than in the preteen. And I guess driving to the pool that day, this little girl who's just amazing, she's like, I am strong. I am capable. I am strong. I'm capable. My friend, she had no evidence that she was strong. I was really concerned if her hands let go of that kickboard, she would sink down. And so we watched her. She's on the team. She made it through that day. She continued because she kept telling herself, I am strong. I am capable. I am strong. I'm capable. She committed. We managed the risk to make sure that we were always aware of where she was and what, you know, that we could help her if she was in a place of struggle. She swims. She's on the swim team. She swims. She competes. And she was a great teacher of mine. She believed in herself. And we were a little concerned, is this going to be really safe for her? but she believed in herself. We managed the risk of it by making sure that there was somebody nearby as we were testing her. And as we were making sure she was developing her skills that she needed. So believe in you. Don't worry about getting other people to believe in you. Believe in you. And what will happen is 
your belief in you will become contagious and other people will believe in you. And some people, they may skedaddle and that's okay too. You'll have enough people, my friend. Trust that. All right, I'm smiling big for you. Until next time. I have an awesome opportunity for you to save your brain juice. Go subscribe to this show in iTunes or whatever medium that you use. That way the show is always there waiting for you and you don't have to waste any precious brain juice to remember of, oh, I need to go find it. Where is it? Or wait for it to download. It'll be there waiting for you. Go hit subscribe. The link is in the show notes. On a lake, she is dreaming. She is drifting. Never been so. Sold-